0: I'll do it now. Hey <laughs> to uh, Supernatural Whispering, and I'm your host. I'm your Jasper. And I have a great guest waiting, um, Philip Pierce. And uh, we met briefly at the Omen House. I wearing a shirt he gave me, I still have it after all those years. And uh, we met briefly at the Omen House. Hold on, let me get rid of this info.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Hey. All right, quiet. There. <laughs> not my night. Okay, anyway, uh, hopefully I'll hear better as the interview process. You guys are welcome to submit your questions anytime for the Q&A as well. So, it. He's uh, a lifelong explorer of this supernatural, paranormal, and he retired. Now he's also a vet, right? <laughs> so thank you for your services. Mm-hmm. And uh he embarked on a quest. On a quest. I'm sorry. a quest into the world from a young age. so I know this? through his what? Honey, honey. His journey through his paranormal investigation. From his Sounds first- like
1: your mic like is uh, breaking up a little bit.
0: All right. How would that be I hope that better. I bet you should my.
1: Yeah, that's good. It just was staticky.
0: I never heard my join us, except we're both mediums. And uh, since you have those. You're You are younger, right? About five years old. And I am you Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh no, go ahead. It, it, but you did have that little bit of static there again.
0: Yeah, leave it to the spirits. <laughs> um, yeah, so it I also um you've been to the Open health and their investigations. That and that's kind of where I want to start with. And, um, and you're also a hyper empath? Yes. And uh, I'd like you kind of briefly explain that a little bit.
1: Well, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: Okay, <laughs> I was about that anyway.
1: Okay. So uh, a lot of people like to use the word um, um, psychic, throw around psychic or medium a lot. And I I don't like to use that term, uh, those terms because I'm so much more than a psychic medium. Right. I can read people, I can feel their energy. Um, I can see auras, I can see a lot of things, uh, feel a lot of things, uh, hear a lot of different things. So I got all the worlds of clairvoyant, clairaudience, uh, you name it, all rolled into one. Yeah. Which is a bad thing sometimes, but that's why I use the term hyper empath. Yeah, I am. I've also
0: psychic medium. Besides readership, I can also remote you and hear spirits. Mostly. Sometimes I'll see them. <laughs> so I can definitely relate.
1: <laughs> uh, I see them all the time. So <laughs> uh, there's no shutting it down for me. That's why I use yeah. uh, the term hyper right. empath.
0: I like how you explained that. Do you mind sharing that with us?
1: Okay, you lost me. <laughs> are you talking to me or? No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like how you um are able to close your yourself whenever you don't want to communicate.
1: Um. Well, I mean, it's it, it would take more than an hour to do uh, explain that. Um, but it took a lot oh, of work variations. to learn how to do that. It took a lot of work to learn how to do that. Um, it
0: yeah, takes a lot of
1: meditation, learn to shut off your third eye. And like I said, it takes a lot, and not a lot of, just a lot of work, but a quite a few years just to learn how to do that. And I've been doing this since I was five years old.
0: You have that experience.
1: I've had this ability since I was five years old. At least that's the earliest memory of it. So it's I'm taken a it there, to time to, to do it. I mean, I, right. think I, I think it was until 2014 is when because I, I got started in the paranormal field in 1992. And I think 2014 is when I finally learned how to shut off that ability. So you can imagine uh, oh, wow. over 20 years.
0: <laughs> right. I wish I could. It's like, I'm still trying to set those boundaries.
1: yeah. I mean, I mean the basically the best thing I could say is to not even think about it. Shut your mind off to the whole spirit world in general, and um, that will help you uh, along with meditation, and that'll help.
0: That's true. Meditation and pre-grounding. Um, I have to do that. I'm trying to never do that every day. <laughs> Sometimes so it's, it's hard to do that
1: like for fine time. Since like, 2016, basically, um, I, I'll keep it shut down all the time, basically, unless I really need it.
0: Yeah, that's it. They still tend to wake me up and I like, even like I'm at the point where what do you want?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: anyway. So, about the question of uh, what sparked your interest in the paranormal in the first place? If you mind
1: well, like I said, my first experience was when I was five years old. Um, uh, in my parents' house. It, it was haunted. Um, mm-hmm. and around midnight, I went out to the kitchen to grab a glass of milk. And five-year-old at that <laughs> hour up while the parents are sleeping. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, I went out <laughs> to the kitchen to grab the glass of milk. And I saw this little boy spirit sitting up on the um, top of the refrigerator. I did thinking nothing of it uh, at first uh, really as a matter of fact I don't think I really paid much attention because I saw it through a kid's eyes uh, which children have more of a innate ability to see the spirit world but I was like this see the spirit of a little boy playing with a ball on the top of the refrigerator I was like can I play uh, being five years old, but uh, now here's something I used to say on my radio show, and I'm sure we'll get to the radio show a little bit later. But, um, I use the term the Santa Claus effect, yeah,
0: and, that-
1: and I know you've heard it before, but for anybody mm-hmm. that hasn't heard it before, and if you got little kids listening. I do in a way. I don't want to ruin the reality. <laughs> None um, here, so we're good. <laughs> but, anyways, the way I describe the Santa Claus effect is when we're young, we're told Santa Claus is real. real, real. As yeah, I get that, I hear the echo again. <laughs> As, yeah, you there? Oh, I think we lost the uh, Nicole. I'll keep speaking, anyways uh until she comes back but um okay there we go my bad hey (laughs) sorry uh so i'll continue um so when we're young we're told santa claus is real as we get older we're told that he's not real and that ability gets pushed from here in our third eye our frontal um cortex, of the mind, the um, conscious mind, if you will. Right. And as we get told that he's not real, that ability gets slowly pushed back here to the deepest part of the subconscious to where it's still there, but a lot of people tune it out. While the same thing with the spirit world, when you're young, your mind is not corrupted by the everyday world. Unless you're um, told that, um, it, or reinforced at an early age that the script world is real, and which I was, but for most people they're told, okay, it's just imaginary friend; it's not real. Um, there's no such thing as ghosts, spirits, things like that, and that ability gets pushed from here. To back
0: here.
1: Huh. The same thing? Yeah, what is it about imaginary friends? What's that?
0: What is it about imaginary friends? turned out to be real. Those were something later on. (laughs) You know, kids are like sensitive, you know, more sensitive in a parable. Yeah. You know,
1: but yeah, that no, like I said, that's uh, if people reinforce, like if you got a kid and you see them talking just thin air, but you don't believe the spirit world, well, don't s- go out and tell them, well, it's not real, uh, it's just their imagination and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that to other people because that gets in their mind but you don't have to right. say oh he's talking to a ghost friend or anything like that you don't have to do that but i i would let them develop their own abilities and over time they will figure it out now if it gets to the point where and this is another thing as a hyper empath i'm able to uh, deal with things where most people that are in past cannot. The, the, like, uh, I'll use an example at the oman House. The house next door, we did a two-house uh-huh. investigation one time. And the house, David's house is light cons- compared to the house next door to his, which has got that darker energy. And somebody was in there And they came out, they are like, I can't breathe. (laughs) Hyperventilating, uh, felt like they were gonna throw up. They got me over there quick (laughs) because I was sitting outside monitoring 24 cameras, 16 to 24 cameras. And I stood this woman up. I said, okay, here's what I want you to do. Stand up, take a couple of deep breaths, close your eyes. Breathe in and out, in through your nose, out through your mouth a couple of times. Close your eyes and then imagine the brightest white light that you can imagine. And instantly she felt better because I was there to help her. But that's a little exercise I can uh, that peop- anybody can do that will help them protect themselves from darker entities, as I call them. Some people call them darker spirits, uh, demons, whatever. I like to use the term entities. I cannot hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> Let me take this in. Can you hear me now? Okay, yeah, there we go. All
0: right, I turn up the volume. That would help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was oh. like, I, I see a mom moving, but I don't hear nothing. I was like, did I go down?
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I I don't know if anybody ever found out why the Adam place was so dark compared to his house.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat that?
0: Sure. I wonder if anybody, anybody ever found out why the other house was like darker oh, than David's that, house. That's
1: easy. Uh, that house was there on the night of the murders. David's house was not. Uh,
0: I was thinking that.
1: David's house wasn't built until 1998, I think, if I'm not mistaken. it. But, um, oh, wow. no, that house was there, and then two doors down from that, closest to the uh murder house, those two houses were there on the night of the murder
0: that's that's interesting either way um, while we're on the topic of David's house, hi, David. Well, anytime, <laughs> but, um. There was a time that when you first went there you saw the portal you mind sharing it
1: yeah that was an interesting thing in itself because hmm. i knew nothing of the house uh my friend steve uh who we ended up me and him and another guy ended up forming our own team uh back in I think, 2014 and but it was just me and Steve at the time, and we were there to check it out, investigate it, uh, because Steve knew David. I didn't know anything other than the, the uh, house said 150 feet away from the uh, from the murder house, from the Manson murder house. That's all I wanted what? to know. I, I did not want my mind corrupted by tales or whatever. I wanted to feel yeah. it for myself, um, go in there blind. Because the, if somebody had told me, well, there's a spirit, darker spirit on the second floor, well, that would have corrupted my mind into thinking, okay, that's where everything's coming from. But I said, I don't want to know anything. So we're driving from Riverside out to Beverly Hills. On the 60 freeway, Steve is driving about, I want to say about 80 miles per hour on the freeway.
0: (laughs) It's quite Uh, a drive anyway.
1: And luckily luckily the freeway was wide open at the time where we could do it. But (laughs) I had my phone in my hand. I was like looking at the map just because I wanted to see where the house was, the location, and everything like that. That nothing that could really corrupt my mind. And I'm looking at my phone, looking at the area, and I zoom into David's house, and I felt the sensation come over me. I said, right there, right there, there is a portal right there, right by David's house. And I'm trying to show up. Well, He's I- like, show me when we get there. You can tell me, but show me when we get there. Uh, so I told him what I... Felt I felt like there's this big ball of energy, if you will, um, to the spirit world right next to David's house. So I told him, we get to David's house, and I freaked out David even. <laughs> um, because we get there, and I uh, before Steve knocked on the door, I... Uh, pointed out the spot that i felt the energy uh, i felt something
0: that. there too when i was there sorry go
1: ahead uh, uh, no it's outside it was outside then it, it moves around but yeah the, at that time it was outside by stairs that went down beside his house and i said oh, this wow. is the spot and then Steve could feel the energy from that spot. <laughs> and he went to knock huh. on the door. He told uh, David, come out. you got to hear this. And they told me, tell David exactly what you told me. And I explained the whole thing where we were driving along. I looked at the map. I didn't want to know anything other than the murders happened down the drive. And I said, there's a portal Right here, he's like, Oh my God, I have goosebumps. And I got goosebumps now, but uh, telling it again. But the spot that I pointed out, this is where it's kind of freaky, is the spot that I pointed out when David's house was being built. David told me that a five-gallon bucket full of water had tipped uphill, which is impossible, in the same spot that I pointed out without knowing anything of the location. Can't hear you. Can't hear you.
0: All right, how about are how have that
1: now? Very well. There we go.
0: Okay, I'm going to keep that knob up. I won't touch the no more. <laughs> yeah. Spirit portals. Did you happen to know or remember what it looked like? Or you just
1: felt? The best way I can describe the sensation is you're beside a pool and then you Get in the pool and go underwater. You feel the definite pressure change.
0: I had a pin. pin one, it was not there but it's over here at my house. At my second house. I see it for a second and that was huge.
1: Brown yeah. right circles too. Well see, I didn't and it was like a dark gray. Feel, I didn't necessarily see it, I felt it more than anything.
0: Yeah, it was, mostly I feel them. That's the first time I saw In my mind's eye.
1: Because I mean I was seeing other things that night too, uh while I was pointing <laughs> that out. So it's like I wasn't so much focused on that. But although I could feel the pressure, I was because those hills
0: have Native American
1: spirits in them.
0: Right. So I want to take this time out now to give a special um, sponsors after all. This show wouldn't be possible without them. We have two sponsors from um jay hill from um studio sis paranormal entertainment and brian J lemony from parent post so thank you guys and i want to welcome our audience as well i mean i see you now from my laptop <laughs> hopefully my laptop will hold up and so i want to welcome Kimberly. See you there, everybody. Welcome. Sorry, we're good. So you, thank you, Philip, for being here with us tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a lot of things I wanted to say, especially about the spirit And now. now, my gift can also develop. I'm able to see more. And I think the more open you are, the more you'll see. <laughs> play UFL and we can see too
1: at the same time because the more you're open the more you're open to attack
0: that's true that's why I'm always nervous about being too open (laughs) so we have to be constantly um, protected with the white light I try to do that at least (laughs) And so, now if you want to talk about your film,
1: what exactly got your interest in that? Did you want to talk about my radio show that I used to do? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, before we get into that, I want to make sure that everybody knows I am no longer with the paranormal. I've worked as a consultant before, but I am completely retired from the film. Uh, I still find an interest in it. I still love seeing stuff about it, but as far as investigating, as far as consulting, as far as doing any type of work, I am retired from it. Uh, I I did it over 40 years. Oh, wow. Uh, I dealt with it over 40 years. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, I don't want nothing to do with it no more.
0: Um, I unless, unless
1: it has to do with filmmaking. But, well, let's get into the radio show. Right. Now that I sure. um, started in 2016 is just something fun, interesting to do. And then my audience built, and I'll make this quick about this, uh, because sure. the, the show's no longer on the air. I quit uh, last year because of health problems. But I had a two-hour talk radio show that I would talk about the paranormal. I would talk about health issues, dating and relationships,
0: I your all, all
1: that stuff. But it, it took a toll on me because not only was I the show's host, hosting it two hours a day, five days a week, but I was also the booking agent. I was the sound engineer, the producer, um, all that stuff that a right. radio show has 20 people to do. And it, it was like, oh God, I cannot keep up. Uh, I mean, it was just too much work and it played a toll right. on my <laughs> mental health. So I said, okay, let, let me cut that out and, and decide, uh i started taking classes um, last year or no was it no it was 2020 i started taking classes uh, online cuz i wanted to learn how to uh better uh do social media management and stuff like that uh help promote my uh marketing is what the what i'm looking for marketing oh, yeah. that for you. to market my show to where it grew bigger, where I could hire people to help me with the show. Right. Because it was getting too much. And I took classes thinking, okay, these classes will help. But the classes that the local college had were on filmmaking. Now I did learn a little bit of marketing but not enough to keep the show going. And the more I started learning about filmmaking, I said, this is interesting. And I don't have to work as hard. I I mean, I got to work hard for it, but I'm not constantly doing the job of 20 other people because filmmaking, it requires more than one person usually. Uh, there are, luckily, that you can do uh, as a, a single individual, uh, independent filmmaker, but
0: and if a I a lot of I...
1: times you need a sound engineer, a director, a producer, uh, yeah, personal assistants, all this stuff that you cannot do on your own for big, like, budget films, and um. Yeah um you can't do that on your own so I was like let me try my hand at filmmaking now I did make a short four minute long filmmaking uh uh not filmmaking uh short horror film four minutes long it's over on Rumble oh, that's right, yeah. on uh movie house entertainment on YouTube um I still got a lot of work to update the website uh, and uh the because I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, now X, uh, but I'll mention all that at the beginning. But um, I did that it, last year before I even thought about starting a career in filmmaking, and I said, let me just try this. Learn, use the tips that I uh, learned from the classes that I had taken and for my first short horror film it didn't turn out too bad i mean i saw a little but then again i'm a perfectionist but i saw little bits of problems that i could have mm-hmm. probably cleaned up but that's the good thing about filmmaking. again i heard a quote from uh i don't know how many people know of markiplier but um, I was watching his podcast, Distractables, last night. And he brought up an interesting um, thing that anything that you want to do, you don't have to buy the most expensive stuff to get started. Because he's always talking about high-end computers, all this stuff. And he's like, right. don't
0: well, you, start buy, for you that don't minute.
1: have to buy the high end stuff to start out because you're not going to get going right away. Right. And that's where a lot of people felt is that they, okay, I can do this. Let me get into it. Let me spend all this money. And then all that equipment, especially like cameras. I mean, a good cinema camera is about. $1,300, and they go all the way oh, wow. up to probably about fifty to to $100,000, if not more. Yep. So, I mean, you don't have to have, and the way technology is going, uh, like my iPhone 15 has got a cinema uh, ability to it. So I can shoot. I need a show. I can a movie on my iPhone. Um, I believe it is Steven Spielberg who filmed a movie just from the iPhone.
0: Oh wow! Hey, I'm running this podcast from my phone.
1: <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I started out with. Uh, uh, Laptop, uh, Mm -hmm. little mic like this, uh, snowball mic, and a headset, cheap headset. And then, uh, as things grew, I went and got a condenser, a good condenser mic. I got a, uh, not that that's not a bad condenser mic. It's just a cheaper condenser Uh. mic. (laughs) But I went out and got a good condenser mic. I got. A good couple of computers. I'm on my laptop. I got a desktop all in one. I got a high end gaming computer uh, mm-hmm. that I use for video editing. So I got all these equipment that's locked, the lighting that you see to light me up. Um,
0: yeah, I see the
1: pictures. Is I really of- It's been a lot. I mean, I got two lights one here, one here. So you can see them. <laughs> one there, one there. Yeah, at, at Walmart, forty bucks. Like I said, you don't need high end equipment to do what you want to do. But don't give up uh, when you're uh, starting out, uh, and also don't go out and buy the most expensive stuff that you can get. Also, because
0: that could be the same. Room for uh, getting your paranormal equipment. I mean, you find oh. a digital recorder
1: yeah. for that amount
0: well, and Target well, or Walmart for half the price.
1: Yeah, well, same thing with the paranormal. And, and this is what I find with the paranormal, going back to that, is your own mind, your own abilities are more better than any. Equipment that you can buy. That's true. If you know how to use your abilities right, they are more reliable than any equipment, like the ovals. I don't mm-hmm. put much or spirit box. I do not put much faith in them because all it's doing is a uh, French box. It, all it's doing is through uh, radio stations picking up different words. And unless that, those words have context to what you're asking the spirit world, I don't put much faith in it. It's just not worth it.
0: Right, sometimes I can walk in a room and I can just hear them. So, but see, yeah. the thing
1: with those, uh, the paranormal, back when I started, when Ed and Lorraine were still, uh, when they were doing it, and it wasn't the popular. Of part
0: of nation now.
1: Yeah, when it was when it wasn't popular, there was no TV shows about it. That's well, when I got started when there was no interest in it. Um and but as things gone on and where it's on TV shows, people see that hour long TV show and they Oh, I can do that. When they don't understand that there is a lot of work that goes into it's a, more it. more into it. Um and I don't think even you know this is you, you have to be at the location to talk with the client first before mm-hmm. any investigation. You have to do a questionnaire. You ask them questions unless you're a medium that don't want to know anything about the location. But for normal investigators, you have to go to the location. You have to ask questions. You have to do a walkthrough. That's before any investigation takes place. You have to do your research on the property in the area. Again, all before an investigation ever takes place. Then you come back with the whole team, do another walkthrough. Again, before any investigation. It's not one hour and done. (laughs) Then on the night of investigation, you got to set up all your camera equipment before you even start. Um, Right. The sound things, where are you going to be, where... How are you going to get a hold of other team members if you hear something? Um, That's another thing the walkthrough helps with. But you also got to do it on the night of the investigation. Um, You have to, um, once you set up all the cameras, a lot of times you're sitting in a dark room or dark area for about a couple hours. In just one spot with no light, no sound, probably not picking up a dang thing a lot of times. (laughs) And a lot of times, a lot of investigations, you don't get nothing. It's not going to happen every place. Not every place that somebody says is haunted is haunted. (laughs) I I found that out from a place in... um, Shoot, was it Pilot Point, Texas? I w- went to an investigation where I was more of a consultant than anything,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, "There's nothing here." People were saying that all oh, they felt this, they felt that. I'm like, "There's nothing here. Why am I here?" There might be a little residual energy, but and that's another thing. There's residual, and there is um, shoot, what's the term? Um, um, a, not active, okay, but, guys? Uh, but it, it's basically uh, where the residuals where it's like a tape recorder. You can pl- play it, rewind it, play it again. It'll show you the same thing over and over again. Where is the active haunted, uh, I can't think of the term right off my brain, but um, it, it's different every single time. It's an active spirit. And I was like, there's a little bit of residual energy here, but nothing. And it was supposed to be, I think, called the demon house or something. I'm like, there's no dark energy. There's nothing here. Maybe the land's got a little bit of dark energy, but there's nothing here. And they didn't want to hear it, but hey, I can't. But th- this is where I get from the t- what I'm getting to on the TV shows is a lot of people see the TV shows because it's been so mainstream and think, oh, I can do that. But they don't understand all the work that goes into it. Uh, they get back to the work. Once the investigation is done, uh, uh, that's usually about eight hours, a pro- six to eight hours of a proper investigation. The, yeah, that investigation in there, all the uh, video uh, evidence all the sound evidence from digital recorders. All that has to go, be gone over to see if you capture anything. Sometimes that takes two weeks or more. So it's not, that one hour is condensed from two weeks of
0: work.
1: <laughs> now, like Ghost Adventures, Zach, in my opinion is a douchebag. Um, I'm sorry if I have any fans of his, but I don't give up. No, it. it's fine. Um, he, he fakes a lot of his stuff. Like the brick thing in his very first episode. That was faked. But they do it. My uh, show, Paranormal shows do things in the dark. And you don't have to. It doesn't have to be night for the spirit world to come out. But why the paranormal shows do it in dark locations at night is for mm-hmm. that creepy factor
0: I fear factor yeah yeah how do I a, like, um project fear
1: yeah you know I, I don't any the better. shows anymore i uh, I watch uh,
0: That's the only one of watch.
1: <laughs> I only um, watch like a lot of times I'm watching reactions to people share videos of uh, people uh, paranormal stuff. I watch the reactions to watching people get scared so I can laugh at them. Because <laughs> the stuff right. they think like, is oh, don't it there. I'm laughing at. I, I've gone I've gone into the darkest location with the most darkest demon, the darker entity, however you wanna say it. I've gone into a location with that. And I cleansed the home of it. I had this thing running from me. I go in with no fear.
0: That's it. I always well, going with that okay. and also
1: that's another thing I keep with, it open fear, my... with fear it's gonna um if you have that slightest bit of fear it's gonna use that against you
0: oh yeah definitely and if i may take time to ask what is your favorite aspect of filmmaking
1: uh, well, I, I again I just started this year. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to work on a, a, a new short horror film, which will probably be about 15 to 30 minutes long for this one. Uh, so I'm still learning, I'm new to the game, but my favorite aspect to this is I get to see things through other people's eyes, how they act in front of a camera or how I'll act in front of a camera. It's something new, the excitement of learning something new. And the minute you stop learning Uh is the minute that you grow old. you only
0: is older he feels.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I feel older than uh, the age that I am about to turn next month.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't believe I'm 51.
1: But I got a lot of health problems, but I still keep going because the minute that I stop, the moment that I become stagnant, it's over. So I, even yeah. the littlest movement that I can do, I keep going. Uh, I'm always learning something new. If I way. can't do filmmaking, I'll find something else to do.
0: Writing? Like, I didn't plan on writing 15 books.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, that's something I couldn't do. But then again, I was never into books um, when I was a kid. I, I loved learning by seeing, by doing. So if anybody's got questions
0: uh
1: I'm I guess, see it, it Looks like astro uh it says astro planning. have you done it, uh, uh, I guess astro projection. Uh yes, I've done out of uh, astro projection, out of body experience. I've never had a well, at least I don't think I've had a near death experience. Um but I've done remote viewing. Astral projection out of body experience is the same thing. It, That's it's, a like that. Con- it, it's a higher con- you have to reach that higher conscious to right. actually kind of remember it. Uh I mean everybody can have an out of body experience. Not everybody's gonna remember their experience. The more the higher you, consciousness that you have, the more your third eye is open, the more you're going to remember that. So everybody can do it, just not everybody mm-hmm. uh, knows how to do it or remembers what happens when they have it. it basically, think of it this way. You're laying down, your body's floating above your body, but there's a, like a string tethered to you uh, from your spirit, your soul, your energy to your body. Because without mm-hmm. that strength, you're often dead. <laughs> uh, but that connects you to, and with out of body experience, astral projections, just like the spirit world. Uh, well, the spirit world's got it easier, but they can yeah. go anywhere they please, they're not corrupted. Or they're not bound by time and space like us. Bill, uh,
0: me and Bill. Hey, Bill. Sorry.
1: Yeah, they're not bound by time and space. We are. So it's a little less for us, but if we really wanted to, we can visit other planets in our solar system through out-of-body experiences. I know i yeah, anyway And
0: I've tried to visit the moon
1: and whatever. Now, how can one do it? Again, it, the best way I can say people it, on how to do it, uh, astral production, out-of-body experience, and it's not going to happen the first time, so don't get discouraged if it doesn't happen.
0: No. Or you don't
1: remember <laughs> it, uh, is meditation. Shut your mind off to the everyday world. And learn to silence your mind, silence all the sounds around you. And the moment that you hit that, I guess you could call it nirvana, um, right. then that opens you to a whole world of possibilities.
0: It never. When I tried, but I heard a, if you are after traveling, take a look at your club. If you can see it, <laughs> no, you're right. You're yeah, waiting. way I,
1: I I I thought about teaching people how to do it, but I don't have that time anymore. because uh, it takes a long time to do. I mean, it took over twenty years just right. to learn how to. Um sit like outside in the middle of uh, like nature because that's the best place to do it or at night when it's quiet. But anyways, I would say it's quiet, which it's not because outside there's always kinds of sounds in my apartment complex. But here too. if I was, there was no sound or anything. I could sit here, close my eyes, breathing exercises and shut down my mind. But uh, like for nature, here's a um, thing that I used to do is I would sit out in nature and I would work at at, say there was a stream here and there was a stream or river flowing here and there was sounds of frogs or birds chirping or wind Wind here and birds chirping here. Take that time to meditate and learn how to cut out one of those sounds to where you're only, say, like the wind and the birds. You cut out once by closing your eyes, breathing, exercises, everything like that, shut down your mind, and work at only hearing the wind, not the birds chirping the birds are gonna be louder.
0: Right.
1: The more you learn how to do that, the more you're gonna open your third eye.
0: It's true. And we're almost talking the, the hour. Uh, I have one more question if you don't mind. Sure. But I appreciate you uh, being on our guest tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, so can you provide insight into your public projects, and what can we expect from them?
1: Um, well, as a film, as an independent filmmaker, I, I want to be a horror film director, producer, uh, screenwriter. Which I'm already a screenwriter. I love horror. I got two. I got two screenplays. Um, awesome. One that I have to film out in California at the Elman House. <laughs> Uh, the other one I I could film anywhere, but the first one is location sp- specific for that. So I can't mm. get around that. But the other one I can film here no in Texas. Uh, I can film short horror films. Because um, uh, the horror genre is what I know best. I know how to scare people. I know what scares people? Um, I know how to use the sound as a sens- uh, sensory deprivation to where they're focused on that sound and they're frightened. I know what frightens people. And I use that against them. And that's how I... See when I'm going and, and doing um, the um, directing of film or something like that. I am also a controversial documentary filmmaker, something that most people will not talk about, uh, like nine eleven inside job. Uh, I I don't say that outright that that's what happened. I posed the question in my uh, documentary, Veteran Awakening and Seeking the Truth. I, uh, I presented the facts that were there, but I also there's other points of it that I posed the question, well, what do you think? Not by saying that directly, but I let you uh, as a viewer, come to your own conclusion with what I know from what I've researched, what I've studied since that day. um, That documentary I brought up Operation Popeye, which is weather control. I brought Hmm. up direct energy weapons. Hmm. Um, I brought up a whole host of things in that. But I am that's just the idea of what kind of documentary style that I'm into. I also want to uh, do one about mental health issues. I also want to do one Mm -hmm. about homelessness. I want to do one about the border. Uh, There's a whole host of them that I still want to get to working on. But just like anything, it takes work. It takes a lot of work, a lot of hours, um, because you have to, you can't say, okay, I want to film a short horror film. This is how I'm going to do it. No, you got to write the script. You have to think about how things are going to go with that script. Um, (laughs) You got to know your actors, what you want the actor to do me being my own actor in my short horror film that is out there, uh, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, so I didn't have to worry about that. (laughs) I was my own cameraman, producer, director, actor, all that. So I knew that. I knew exactly what I wanted. But I also, at the same time, since it was my first horror film, even short four minutes long, there were mistakes Mm -hmm. made.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and no film is ever going to be perfect Perfect, you can see any big budget film today and there is always going to be one little mistake in it um, like uh, there is um, the Wizard of, let's use the Wizard of Oz for example I don't I know everything. how many people know this but when they're all four going down the yellow brick Road in the forest right mm-hmm. after the Calgary Line scene, in the background, there is a person hanging in the background.
0: I've not seen that. So how does this yeah.
1: There's little mistakes in there that even the best director and editor is not gonna catch all that. You do your best to catch every little bit that you can, but there's no way you're going to catch every right. little mistake. Like a Western, I think there was one Western where there was a car in the background. There was no cars back then.
0: Remember the three men and the baby? Supposedly, there are just in the same. And it uh, turned out to be a born or something. I don't know, but yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, where can anybody find you? Okay, so I am on
1: Facebook, uh, Twitter, which is now X, um, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Rumble, um, Facebook, um, and Twitter X is uh, movie house entertainment. Um, I think it's the same for uh YouTube and Rumble. Um Right, Instagram, yes. <laughs> is, Instagram is M H E films, as you can see. Movie House Entertainment M H E. Um M H E underscore films on Instagram. Um I'll have a website up. Uh, uh, well, I got one up. I just haven't had much time to update it because um, I've been so busy with Halloween. Uh, <laughs> I was scared to hell of people. Uh, but uh, I now, think that's that a fun job. Next couple months with my uh, birthday coming up next month, half a century old. Birthday. <laughs> Thank you um you i'm gonna be busy with so many things like i said my next project is another short horror film about 15 to 30 minutes long but i am gonna work on updating things more often get things mm-hmm. going because mm-hmm. i want to make this thing a good career Why was she best with well.
0: It also helps if you have a green screen behind you, right? Yeah. Still on the menu I'm stuff. not
1: using the green screen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is just so yeah, this uh, like my, my podcast, podcast view area. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anybody have any quick questions before we go? We have about a minute. Bill, anybody is still watching? I see their comment in the question yet.
1: Yeah, I think there was a long a while back, but
0: sorry if I, I missed know. them guys. <laughs> uh. We always here to do about a replay. It'll be a replay, and speaking of that, we'll be everywhere. We'll even be on Audible, uh, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. <sighs> and I think that Roco, I just planned it anyway. All right. Yep.
1: I think we're
0: here with questions. All right. Is there anything
1: else you like to share before? No, I think I shared it all. I mean, like I said, uh, feel free to uh, find me on social media. I will update everything as far as where you can find my full featured doc- documentary, Veteran Awakening Seeking the True, um, we'll look for that. Uh, where you can find my. Short horror film that's already out there, four minutes long. My very first film, <laughs> um,
0: awesome. which is ha- they're the saying haunting happy birthday to you, guy.
1: yeah. I see that, thank you, guys. Yeah. But, um, but Haunted the Haunting of the Spooky Guy, um, that was my very first, but-
0: <laughs> short horror
1: fi- my first film. So, I, it, it, yes, it's got a lot of uh. Mistakes that I made, but it, it's special to me because it is my first film. Um, so right. you can find that. And again, I will update people uh, on those sites soon enough to where people can find other things, what's going on with me, uh, what I got planned. Uh, I'm hoping to start filming. I-, I wanted to start filming this week, but I don't think I'm going to get to it this week. <laughs> because there's uh supposed to be rain Thursday and Friday so oh no I don't think I'm gonna get to filming this week
0: yes yeah, but so be
1: next week then the end of next week
0: wow yeah I'm looking forward to it so thank yeah, you
1: for being you'll to see one of my full feature of horror films up on the big screen. Or at least uh, some kind of streaming service like Netflix, Peacock, uh, Paramount, something.
0: Well, if you ever uh, um, need an extra, call me. I want to be the one of these <laughs> <laughs> I'm weird. I like horror.
1: Yeah, and then, of course, uh, one last thing. If I got enough time uh, in, with everything going on with my film career, if I can manage it, I might do a podcast where I talk about some of the stuff that I would be doing in a documentary. I don't know if I'm going to do that yet, but that won't be up on the Movie House Entertainment stuff. That'll be on my personal page.
0: All right, cool. Well, thank you, Philip, for yeah. being our guest tonight. You're always welcome back. And uh, thank you guys for watching. It's already been an hour. I can't believe that. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other questions would we'll stay for another show. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, y'all have a Friday safe. Next week, no, no wait, on the twenty-eighth, right after Thanksgiving. Is that after Thanksgiving? Yeah. I'll have another guest, Joe Frankie. He's a immunologist? No, uh,
1: well, the 28th is uh 30, No, 20, no, 28th is after thirst. Yeah. Sorry, my bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so he's a part of the foundation immunologist. So Joe he will be with us. So anyway, you guys take care and um have a good night. Thanks, Bye. guys, thanks, Phil. Later. Hey Bye, guys. <laughs>